Welcome to Taliesin Talk. My name is Joe Ragazio, and I'm the CEO of Taliesin Construction. And today we're going to be talking about driving efficiencies in the built environment. We have with us today Teg Sandhu, CEO of Live Building Systems. Teg, tell us about Live Building Systems. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Um, Live Building Systems is one of the pioneering companies in data monitoring and real-time energy monitoring in the building industry. Um, you know, I founded and started the company with a couple friends of mine a couple years back. And how has the reception have been in the last couple of years? And what are the types of things that are changing uh, to change what those receptions are? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting from, from a perspective, you know, my background, you know, I'm a medical doctor. I was not involved in the building industry about, you know, 10 years ago or five years ago even. So what happened was, um, you know, I kind of came back from the Royal College of Surgeons where I was practicing surgery. And I worked with a couple of friends building a couple of different firms within this kind of building space and kind of, you know, remote controls for boilers kind of space. Um, and I found out that there was not that much kind of like pure data when you wanted to look at electric or water or fuel. And I was, I was naive, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to see if we can put some smart meters in and if we could get some real time data out of something. So I started kind of like tinkering around with, um, you know, one of our clients, uh, buildings and, and an electrician and a super. And we kind of started to figure out how to do it. And then realized that this real time data was really excellent for fixing inefficiencies, which was really great for the building industry because inefficiency costs money and this would save them money. Um, but before people used to laugh about like water monitoring or like looking at electric, they would say, Oh, you're crazy. It doesn't control anything. Like, what are you doing? I'm just paying you to watch something. So I've seen this kind of industry blossom over the past three to four years where now it's kind of maturing into a more sturdy field where people are starting to understand it. Uh, interesting background. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems that you're talking to the asset owners um, and going right to, to them. As far as all the professionals in the middle there, uh, engineers, um, architects, what has their influence been? Are they very progressive in leading those talks or it depends really who you're, you're talking to? Yeah, I mean... I think the the professionals in the industry, the architects and the engineers, I actually think they they are a few steps back from the actual asset managers and the owners, not because they haven't been greatly involved with like lead certification and all this kind of interesting trying to get buildings to be more efficient and more sustainable, but because it was like a business decision to put in smart meters and the ownership was actually like paying, you know, paying uh, the freight, so to speak, on the utilities. Right. So the engineers were specking in like, you know, controls and BMS systems. We've been doing that for the past, you know, 30 years. You know, I mean, every building almost in the whole country if it's a northern climate, has like an old heat timer, like EPU, or maybe, you know, uh, heat timer platinum or something, one of the controls. But um, the smart metering industry 
what I saw, at least for us, was that it was blossomed in ownership, ownership and asset managers who were like, can you save me some money here? Here's a building, you know, on existing construction. And then we would actually prove the concept to them. And then that started to drive the new construction. And now, literally, I gave a speech and uh, a lecture at AIA of Pittsburgh about in April of um, this year talking to architects. So it seems that they're starting to catch up to it. Interesting, yes. And and that would make sense. The architects and engineers doing major fit-outs, they're not as much collaborating around the operational side of the asset. That's when you're dealing with the facilities people and those asset owners. So I guess once they start chatting about it, then the architects will start paying attention, which are you seeing based on that change that momentum or that's an area to open up and blossom or are there other areas going on in the business models and the technologies of what you're dealing with well some of so there's kind of two parts of that um some of the growth and really the value um it was like set up so you had pushes from you know non-governmental organizations kind of like enterprise green communities where they were trying to push um, smart metering and certain, you know, water conservation and, you know, demand reduction on build-outs in new construction. That was happening uh, even before us. I don't know how really great it was because sometimes you could fulfill a requirement by putting just an, um, let's call it a dumb meter, just something you read, where a smart meter is something you're outputting data, but you could fulfill some kind of requirement. What we saw when we started taking data and putting it on the internet and a dashboard was you could actually give this to operational people after the build. So for instance, some of our new construction clients, they saw us put in these smart meters and then prove the concept after the build and they loved that it would give money back to the ownership. So when you walk away from the build, you not only give a great building, you give something that's valuable to the ownership moving on into the management and the tenant and the building lifespan. So that was um, what we saw on um, kind of the building and the engineering kind of going in that direction. So the importance of building systems analysis and then eventually the data monitoring. Um, Give us a little more about the importance of of building system analysis. Yeah, um, I mean, so when you have, you build these beautiful buildings, um, no matter where they are, whether it's multifamily or commercial, you spec out all the greatest, um, the stuff, the greatest pumps, the greatest, you know, chillers and uh, VFDs and stuff. And, you know, you spend all this money and then afterwards you leave it and who's kind of watching it or who's looking at it and does it have eyes on it besides, you know, your staff? Um, and this is what real-time energy monitoring is. It's monitoring on a system-level basis. Okay, how are the pumps functioning? How is, how's your water consumption? How's your electric? How's your fuel consumption? And I think people in the industry would know the term operational stray. And operational strays, you can spec out these beautiful things, but eventually over time, whether it's six months to a year to five years, they are going to deteriorate. <clears throat> and that deterioration, the best way to fight that is the real-time energy monitoring. 
and that is uh, specified by um, the U.S. government in uh, the National Council of Defense on Resources, and that is specified by NYSERDA and a whole bunch of organizations. What really made this uh, you know, visible was that before the BMS system that you spec'd out was sitting in a basement door and nobody looked at it. But what we did was we said, you know what, let's make sure the on-site has it, the facilities have it, but also the ownership and the stakeholders of the property moving forward have it. Hmm. Now you have different eyes that have different levels of competencies looking at these systems. Mm -hmm. What challenges does that pose out there or does it? I mean, it's significant challenges because, you know, I'm not an engineer. Uh, I don't think some of the biggest owners in the United States are engineers. And, you know, if you talk about, you know, three-phase power and, and the, you know, heating curves and degree days, you know, sometimes their eyes are going to glaze over. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think, you know, good software development means something. And that's where I think coming as a layperson like myself and being born in kind of that computer revolution of Steve Jobs and Bill Gates um, that took a device that wasn't really used that much by many people in the 1970s and made it palatable for basically every single human being uh, on the planet. We looked at how could we make this information palatable to people that you know, don't have an engineering degree. And we kind of looked at the simple software approach so that it would be easy for them. Hmm. That's what we did. Interesting. You can almost get all the way to the users that are occupying those spaces that are not responsible for those spaces, but they're just occupying it. Yeah, certainly. I mean, and that is one of the questions going on, one of like the the major pains to asset managers and, and building ownership is there is like this storm coming where in especially in new york city which is a bit of an incubator city uh i even say that new york city is one of the most sustainable cities in the planet i think new york city does a great job um even versus the you know the west coast california and vancouver but one of the most interesting things that is facing new york city ownership is you have um compliance you know, laws coming in, you have um, CO2 kind of taxes that are being kind of like waved around. Um, they're demanding a lot of reduction from ownership. Unfortunately, and this is where I think ownership has, you know, the right to complain, they don't actually control 66% of the energy consumption mm. of those properties. 66%, you know, is on the tenants. So, you know, these um, the government and these organizations are demanding reductions, but what is the ownership supposed to do? So I think that's kind of the holy grail for a lot of these uh, councils, like Urban Green Council and, and other them. How do you do tenant interaction? And in our opinion, tenant interaction comes through both submetering and making available the software and the data to your tenants. And I believe there's actually a massive marketplace for high-end tenants, you know, that want to be in green buildings. And I think there's actually a massive marketplace for the demographic of 25 to 50-year-old tenants um, that want to know, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, going away on vacation and my toilet started to leak and, 
you know, I texted the super and he actually fixed it because I noticed it on my building dashboard or apartment dashboard. So on the cost side of all of this and the technology side, um, where are we today and uh, what do you see trending in the future? You know, Mm -hmm. the actual cost of implementing Mm -hmm. the complete system in order for it to be a system that you envision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... There's, there's always going to be a cost when either on existing construction or, or sorry, existing buildings or, you know, new development. Um, we're in a better place than we were um, five years ago to 10 years ago. That is because of the technological advancements in computer um, and also the cloud. So in my opinion, costs are coming down for overall installments however there is you know the software that has to be paid for and servers and aws and developers Mm -hmm. so there is a cost on the subscription or the software model yeah and and talk a little bit more than on the business model Mm -hmm. Um, especially as it spans from or can it span from the asset owner to the tenant and where do you see that going? I mean, I, I think it's a value add for, if I understand correctly, I mean, I think it's a value add. I think that currently um, there is so much right now evidence that uh, submetering and tenant submetering, um, that data aggregation and the payment actually of whether it's water or fuel or electric, changes their behavior. So they, they use less when they're submetered. And then the value add to the ownership is, in my opinion, if you give that information to the tenant, you may have a happier tenant um, because they will be able to actually see their consumption. They'll actually be able to pay for it uh, and they'll actually be able to use less. So you have a reduction in overall consumption by the building. You have uh, a tenant who is in a green building who knows exactly what's happening in their apartment, and you have their reduction, and then you also meet what the government and the local government here is doing with their you know, compliance and their targets that they're putting on the building ownership. 